You are listening to the 90 Days Later podcast with Anna Charles, episode 92. Welcome to the 90 Days Later podcast, where I show you how to stop over drinking in 90 days without missing out on life. If you're not an alcoholic, but fed up with saying yes to a drink when you mean to say no, you're in the right place. Hi all, and welcome back to the podcast. For those of you who've downloaded... My 90 Days Later Drink Plan Tracker app. How's it going? Let me know. It's a great way for you to start being very intentional about your drinking. So I'm thrilled that tool is out there and I see it's being downloaded by loads of you. So that's really, really great. All right. So today, podcast. Today, I want to talk about the question, why aren't you drinking? So if you were to announce Let's say you're a smoker and you announce you're going to give up smoking. Or let's say that, you know, you're going to announce you're going to give up, I don't know, narcotics or gambling or you're going to shop less or whatever it is, something that you want to change about yourself. You will probably be congratulated for this. Good for you. That's great news. Hope it goes well. You know, we're here for you, supporting you, all the rest of it. But as many people find out, you could pretty much expect an entirely different reaction when you decide to change your drinking habits. And if you're fairly new to the podcast, you won't be new to this, right? Which is that if you do want to change your drinking, you should be prepared to be quizzed by friends, families, colleagues, even total strangers, including that one question that can stop you in your tracks. Well, why aren't you drinking? I mean, really, why aren't you, Anna? And that question comes along with its own own posse of sidekick questions, right? Does that mean you're going to be boring from now on? Huh. So much judgment trickling out of that one. You might also be asked, well, do you have a problem? I didn't know you were an alcoholic. Are you going to recovery? Right. All of these sorts of questions. I lived this. I know firsthand how it feels. And at first, I remember being quite shocked just shocked at the sheer number of questions that I had to field, right? You can feel judged and labelled. I know I certainly felt very resentful and more than a little bit irritated. Even ordering, you know, a fancy mocktail can bring on the onslaught of, you want some vodka in that? I mean, the whole thing, right? People have all these opinions. But then I sat down and thought about it. I realised that that reaction makes sense. Because we have been socialised to believe that alcohol is a normal part of life. I want you to think about that, right? That alcohol is a normal part of life. In the same way it's normal that we go to sleep every night and we, you know, you're told to have a good breakfast and all the rest of it. Alcohol is just a normal part of the fabric of so many uh, people's lives and the society views, right? You want to celebrate, you want to congratulate, or you want to commiserate then open a bottle, my friend, right? So no wonder when it's sort of interwoven into so much of what we do, no wonder people are puzzled when you announce you're cutting back or you may be quitting entirely. But I don't want you to let other people's confusion interfere with your goals. I want your experience to be smoother than mine was. So As you'll know, if you've listened to the podcast for a while, I like to give you tools you can go out and use in the outside world. So here's my simple three-step process. If you are fearful 
of being on the receiving end of the why aren't you drinking question. And it is very simple. Simple works best because simple is something that you're able to deploy in the moment, right? You won't have to have be worried and frantic about remembering some complicated process. Step one, you prepare your response. Now, I well remember being in the spotlight on this. I remember being expected to explain myself as to why I wasn't drinking. It can be difficult to face such attention. So no wonder many people continue to drink, right? Just to even avoid these questions. But having these questions does not need to be a challenge. Many people don't drink. I want you to think about that. Millions of people don't drink. You are not on your own here. And and also I want you to think what you do is nobody's business but your own. So I encourage you to not overthink this, right? Don't get all weird about it, but you can still prepare a response. And I, I know you might be thinking, listening to this and thinking, well, you shouldn't have to. No, well, you don't have to. This is a choice, right? Really, you can tell people go jump in a lake. I'm not, I'm not going to answer the question. You can, that actually could be one of, could be your response that you prepare. But I know I also always found, especially in the early days, just being ready with what I was going to say and solid on that made a huge difference to me. So instead of going into a situation, hoping people aren't going to notice, hoping people aren't going to ask you, right, about what you're doing with drinking, I want you to expect that they will notice They may not, but if you expect that they will notice and expect they're going to quiz you, so expect to be asked about it and just have your answer prepared in advance. As I said, there's no need to explain yourself. This is your decision and no one else's. But I really found it very useful to know how, and there's a how here, how I was going to react to the inevitable questions. You can even have fun with it. You can try out lots of different responses, things that you wouldn't maybe quote unquote normally say. I've actually written a guide on this called 111 Never at a Loss Responses to Fast Track Your New Life. It's one of the things I make available to my clients. Right, This guide makes the transformation easier and saves you hours spending time figuring out what you're going to say But even without that guide, I want you to sit down and maybe just brainstorm a few responses. These are some of the things I could say if someone asked me, why am I not drinking? Step two, I want you to practice your response. Do this ahead of time. It will do wonders for your confidence. Again, this is simple. It does not have to be complicated. I used to talk to myself in the mirror just before heading out. I'd practice saying this with a smile on my face. I'd practice saying this, feeling confident. Right, But whatever you decide to say, how you say it is so important. Look directly at the person, make eye contact and speak clearly. Own what you say. Right, This is your decision. This is your life. This is the decision you're making for you. And this is your reason why. If you're feeling, again, a bit irritated that you shouldn't have to explain. And again, you don't have to. I used to go to curiosity here. Hmm. I wonder why they're asking. I think it's perhaps because they want to learn from me, right? Maybe the person asking is in awe of you. Maybe they're thinking that it isn't possible and they see you doing this with a plume and they just want a bit of that action, right? So think of it in those terms too. 
Thirdly, I want you to walk towards challenging situations because as with any new skill, this gets easier with practice. If you want to change your drinking habit fast, I encourage you to put yourself into the path of urges to drink. You'll then give your chosen no response and you're going to pay attention to how it makes you feel. Learning firsthand from your experience right, and being very conscious and aware of this will help you reach your drinking goals quicker. And then take time to evaluate, right? How solid were you feeling? What would you like to try next time? And the pro tip on this is ask yourself how this could be fun. Maybe you could try a response that you might think you wouldn't say in a month of Sundays, that you wouldn't dare say. Then do it. Play with it. For instance, in the guide... I mentioned just now, you know, when I was brainstorming the 111 responses and this came from my time, right? This wasn't something I sat down to do after the fact. These were the ideas I came up with when I was where you are now, worried about this and looking, looking to change things up. I identified responses that really were not what I would usually say. So a couple that spring to mind were, it means so much that you'd think of me, but I'm not drinking tonight. That was the first one. And then a second rather sassy response would be, why I'm not drinking because I want to keep my wits sharp enough to exploit the weakness of those who are drunk, of course. Right. Tongue in cheek, that one. But it can be fun. Right? It doesn't have to be boring. When you stop thinking, this all has to be so mega serious, you'll find your brain opens up to many other possibilities. So that's a one, two, three step here, but really I don't want to end there because it's really worth reflecting that you won't ever be able to control anyone from asking you why aren't you drinking, right? And nor will you ever really know why they're asking the question, you can only guess. Why? Because other people will be other people. And I've covered that on the podcast before in other episodes. But, it's an important but here, if you are worried about other people's opinions, when they ask you things like, well, why aren't you drinking? I would have you answer another question instead. I need to jot this one down. Grab a pen and paper. It's the following what are you making it mean about you? Because I want you to remember that all that's happening here is that the other person is speaking some words and you are hearing some words and then you are then evaluating and processing those words. And you do this by running it through a filter. You have your own personal filter. Consider it this way. If you've never smoked before and someone new, stranger, asks you, why aren't you smoking? You probably wouldn't think twice about it, right? It's just words. You think, oh, well, they don't know me. Right, so that's why they're asking. They smoke and they just they just want they're just being friendly. Maybe they're they're thinking, do I want a cigarette? They don't know me. But if someone you know were to ask you that question, you might wonder what is going on for them. What what's got into their head? Don't they know me? They know I never smoke. Your reaction there was you would make it all about them, not about you. Right, you go to what's wrong with them? Why are they thinking that way? You wouldn't be thinking, oh, here we go. Here's that question again. Question I loathe. So I want you to see it's optional that you make the the why aren't you drinking question about you. If you were to embody 
the low drinking or no drinking version of you now and answer the question from that perspective where we just don't make it a lot of drama, right? That feels totally different. But I have another <laughs> another question I want you to answer as well and said, so if already we've got the what are you making it mean about you? I want you to dig into that. Here's another question for you. Another one for you. Maybe even more important, another level down. Why aren't you good at feeling your emotions? You may feel a little bit triggered by that one. I feel I'm judging you a little bit. But I want you to think about this. How do we know you're not good at feeling your emotion? It's because you drink when you have them. Right? If someone asks you about your drinking and if you see it as a challenge and you feel attacked, you feel put on the spot, you feel sad, upset, frustrated or perhaps even rebellious, I'll show them. I can drink if I want to. Here, pass me the wine. Right? And when we're feeling any of these emotions, we don't like it. It's not a pleasant experience. And what do we then tend to do? We drink to dull the emotions out. Right? Those emotions of frustration and sadness and upset and rebellion. But I want you to think about this. Why would we be good at feeling our emotions? We have wine. We have that's a great way of avoiding our emotions. Someone says something to upset you, you have a drink, you feel better. Right? Apart from we know we're not really feeling better. We know it's just temporary. But instead of going into judgment mode, why will I never learn? I want you to see this as a huge opportunity. If you want to get good at your life, you have to get good at the piece of your life that feels terrible and difficult because it's always going to be there. It's always going to be bad times. It's going to be challenging times, but that's a good thing. Because when we learn to feel the negative stuff, it makes the positive emotions, things like joy and happiness, even stronger for us. We get both ends of the spectrum. And this is open to you. All it takes is for you to clear away other people's opinions and let yourself decide. So what's it going to be? If you don't know, I can help. This is what I do. I can teach you many different ways to change your relationship with alcohol, teach you ways to stop a craving, teach you ways to stop the stress and the anxiety that leads to cravings. I can teach you easy ways to rewire your brain. That's open to you. That's open to you right now. If that's what you want, go to 90dayslater.co where you can book a call with me. It's free. You can get started straight away. Don't hesitate. If you feel this is what you want, take the action now. Book that call. We'll chat. What you do after that is up to you. But at least you'll know what your options are. You'll know you no longer need to stay stuck where you are, afraid of what's going to happen if someone asks you, why aren't you drinking? All right, that's it for this week. I'll see you next time. If you like what you're learning in the podcast and you want to take the work further and achieve total freedom around alcohol, let's talk. I help my clients stop reaching for that first glass of wine the moment 6pm rolls around and they don't miss out on life. And we do it in 90 days. The effect is permanent. Email me for more information on anna at 90dayslater.co. 
And if you did enjoy the show, I'd really appreciate if you'd leave a rating and review to help others find the 90 Days Later podcast.